What makes you strange on purpose? I think I'm a perfectionist. I don't know anything. I don't know, I'm just me. I'm a little weirdo. I'm just me. My unwillingness to stay stagnant. I can only be like authentically myself. The best way I can answer this question is with describing a picture. It's this guy riding a motorcycle while he's reading a book called How to Ride a Motorcycle. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. I'm Izzy and my guest today is, I guess in a sense, like I was going to say paving a path, but she's been paving that path and the organization that she's built and with the help of her co-founders has really, really set a standard for covering women in sports and in sneakers and in fashion and in so many different things. And I'm really, really excited to have her on today. So Simran, thanks for joining me. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Izzy. It is a pleasure. Um, I appreciate that intro. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I am Simran Kalika, um, a first-generation child of Indian immigrants, born and raised in the Midwest. Um, I'm the only girl. Yep, only girl in the family (laughs) of all boys. Um, And I've just been living and breathing everything basketball and sneakers since I was a shorty. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for joining me. I'm I'm super excited to host this conversation and kind of get the story out there a little bit. So for the people that uh, have been living under a rock and don't know who you are or maybe don't know what Made for the W is, do you want to give them a little bit of an intro as to what the organization is and who you are a little bit? Absolutely. So um, I have been engraved in the sports realm um, for 10 plus years now, Um, worked on the agency side, uh, player representation, um, helping them essentially like be able to negotiate for their worth and what they deserve. Um, Mm. And then I really realized there was a need for visibility when it came to women because I was one of the many few um, in the sports space actually doing the work, but there are plenty of women behind the scenes making the calls um, and and making stuff happen that you don't see. And Mm. um, it made me and my co-founder, Melanie Carter, realize that she had been in the sports space too. And it just made us realize um, how much it was a necessity to not necessarily wait for the seat at the table, but make our own. And Mm -hmm. that is what I would like to think we did with Made for the W because it's a lifestyle platform um, and it was brought to life early 2018. And after our platform came into its conception, a lot of other um, entities and corporations started paying attention and understood the void that existed um, when it came to women elevation in sports and sneaker culture. So what Made for the W does, it elevates women in sports um, on the lifestyle side, fashion side, sneaker culture, and it really just humanizes who they are on and off the court, the field, you know, every which realm they're in. Um, And we just get to tell the stories of those who are being the difference and doing the work um, in all these realms. And honestly, it's it's such an honor to be able to do that. Like we really consider it a privilege. Um, And we're just glad that people are paying attention now because it shouldn't have taken this long, but here we are. So just trying to contribute to being a part of the solution and shifting the narrative from the status quo every day. So so before we go too, too deep into Made for the W, I do want to hit on kind of your experience because like you said, you were 
a woman in sports and, and sitting in a, a specific seat that not a lot of women get the opportunity to do. Um, but then even before that, like Marquette University alum, like how mm. did how did like your education play a role into who you are today uh, mm-hmm. at Made for the W and then maybe a little bit as to like how it built out your roles in sports? Um, I, yeah, I definitely feel that education did play a, a pivotal role in where I am today. Um, because I think anyone who's a child of immigrants know, and especially a child of Indian parents know that education, um, is the number one priority in our house. Um, yeah. my parents did not play that and they pushed education really hard for me and my two brothers. Um, and you know, you get, you get the options, doctor, lawyer, engineer, and yeah, I went down the path of law school and, you know, my older brother's a doctor and, but I, I realized that I didn't want to just do a life full of just checking off the checklist. I mm. wanted to use the educational background I had. Um, and obviously it was a great fit at Marquette because Marquette's a basketball school, but still exemplary education. Um, a great experience and really prepares you for the real life world. And it did, you know, when I came to corporate world, I was ready, but it didn't fulfill me creatively. And um, I think it was hard for my parents to understand because working in this space isn't something that's normal to them. You know, like it, Mm -hmm. it made sense for my brother to be a doctor and for me to be a lawyer, but for me to actually like tap into a space that, I feel that I'm actually contributing to something that's going to change the game um, and something that remains as a legacy far beyond me and made. Um, That is something that moved me. And that is something that I wanted to be a part of my story. So even if that meant taking my educational background, taking the, the keys and being able to use it as another notch on my belt to get where I needed to go, Absolutely. I just didn't want my ceiling to be my limit. I I needed to break it by any means. And I felt like my educational background and, you know, just my experience at Marquette um, undergrad, it really, really just pushed me to know that there is so much more out there than we're told. And Mm -hmm. it really about us going out there and getting it ourselves. But you using resources, using um, using things that we've learned along the way to help open those doors. So with MADE, I think there's a ton of people that look at the content and you're covering a, a different type of person every day. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the specifically, the people that are really just changing the narrative in in sports and then in sneakers and in fashion and all these different things what was like that moment where you're like damn i think we're onto something <laughs> listen um <laughs> it is crazy like when we were building um made out i don't think we could have ever fathomed that it would be as large as it is we did it as a passion project we did it as something that we knew was necessary and that some would take heed to but to grow yeah. to as big as it is today, never would have thought that. But I think it took for the p- time, like 
we had the relationship with um, the WNBA players, you know, so they were just happy that someone was actually giving them the tick that they deserve, right? But, yeah. like, I think it clicked for when other platforms started picking up on... Mm. So before we started covering them, they would, you know, their tunnel fits would just yeah. be their warm-up outfits. Like, they mm-hmm. did not... Because no one was covering it, so why would they have to? But we made it a point to be like, no, like, you know, put the stuff on. We want to capture you guys, this and the other. So when we did that, they started actually, you know, paying like paying attention, putting themselves together with, you know, with the stuff they already had on hand. Like this is who they are in a day to day. They showcase that. And that's something that we started to capture first and foremost. And then other people started paying attention. And I think it was the moment when Kobe stamped us. You know, mm-hmm. it was a moment we had. Um, when was that, if you don't mind that, me asking? Um, that was, I would like to say, I would like to say um, 2019. And okay. so not too much long, long. Yeah, it was 2019. And not that much after we began. So, you know, in our minds, we're still small. Right. And we wanted to send our contributors out because two of our contributors ended up being um, part of the Mamba Academy um, uh, creative team. So they yeah. captured, you know, um, and they're t- two of my good friends. And, you know, we both we all came up in Racine. Um, you know, we all grew up together. So they were able to get in there and do what they do best. But initially, when we wanted to send another contributor out, before they even, you know, got onto that, Kobe said that made for the W is too large of a platform. And we're like, what? Us <laughs> large? You know? And like him and Kyrie were um amongst the first players on the men's side to really support um what we were doing on the women's side. And I think that's rings true. And I think that's the day when we were like, Yeah, okay. We're getting somewhere because if Kobe things were too big, oh, yeah. You know, and we had to laugh it off because we're like us. You know, we built this from yeah. ground up. We're just at home putting this together. Like, what <laughs> are you talking about? Um, but it was it was a moment. Kyrie and Kobe, um, they were the first people. But Kobe for sure. Um, and Kyrie did a drop for us as well. But they were the first two people, the main two people. Um, additionally, like Dwayne Wade. Um who really supported us and actually have done things in their own life to support the women's um, building up the women's narrative on the the basketball side, women in sports, women in these spaces. You know, he uh, Kobe was doing it with um, the Mamba Academy and the Mamacitas, and Kyrie did it obviously when you know he contributed his own salary to the WNBA and I mean so many things he does amazing um that I don't think enough people pay attention to um off the court and he really is about what he says he's about so I think that was the moment we're like yeah okay we're getting somewhere um and that wasn't necessarily our purpose to make it but when it happens Mm -hmm. it's kind of surreal to be like okay this is crazy yeah that's crazy Mm -hmm. so for the people that might be a little bit ignorant to it, mm-hmm. I would love to hear your answer to like, why is it so important for us to start paying attention to women's sports? 
Um, well, yeah, I guess for someone who needs an answer to that, I think, uh, <laughs> I think is the fact that women have been magical. Women have been powerful. Like now mm. people are just paying attention, right? Like these things have, have been occurring despite someone's ignorance, you know, or, mm. or lack of reach or depth. But at the end of the day, um, understanding that a lot of these moves that are made, that when you, when people are supporting these male athletes, um, a lot of the, the big things that happen and the people who are calling the shots are women behind the scenes. You don't know it, you know, and that's the mm-hmm. way to relate to it. And when it comes to women's visibility in sports and sneaker culture, women are killing it. Women are killing it. Women are actually designing a lot of the stuff that people are getting up at, you know, setting their alarm on sneakers to be able to grab these or, you know, like women are actually out here doing the work just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. And I think that's also the problem with like social media is that you think that if you don't see it, it's not occurring, but that's also the power of social media because now it's being documented. Now it's being shown. Now people are speaking up. So it's not necessarily even to talk about balancing the scales because we've been Mm -hmm. it, right? Um, It's more so just understanding that people are just paying attention now. And I think it's just important to understand that women in this space, whether they're in front of the camera or behind the lens, um, it's important for us to be a part of shaping our own narrative instead of help hoping that someone else is going to tell it right or, or relay it how we need it to be relayed. Essentially, like, it's, it's important to pay attention to elevate these women in these spaces who are wearing more hats than one. It's not like they're just a player, right? They're mm-hmm. players, they're mothers, they're wives, they're sisters, they're daughters. I think this one thing that I've always realized about a woman is that we come into this world and we have to wear these so many hats to be able to be enough for every part of us and what I think society demands from us. But at what point do we focus on just us as people Mm. just to be right? And if I don't have to be enough as a mother, a daughter, a a sister, a a wife, a grandmother, like it never ends. But I think the beauty of our platform and the beauty of now the coverage of women and sports media and sneaker culture we get to just capture who they are without all the extra, right? Because we have to live mm-hmm. that. So why not just make it like simplify it and bring it down to what's most important? Who am I at the end of the day? What does that mean? And what does that look like without me having to show up and perform and be all these mm-hmm. other things for everybody else? So I essentially, I think that's what's important because everyone else gets a chance to just be, why shouldn't we? Where... I'm like super, super interested is like you left this, I'm going to call it like you left something stable. You left this job that Mm -hmm. provided probably 401k insurance, like all these different things that we say we've been told for so long, like you need these things, right? Mm -hmm. You left that to join made and really like start to start your entrepreneurial journey entrepreneurial there you it's go. hard uh, yeah, journey. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> and like 
I'm just like super interested because for a lot of us of color, that's a that's a step that a lot of us can't take. Mm-hmm. One. And then two, like when we do take it, we're like, fuck, mm-hmm. this is this is tough. Um, so like how has that experience been for you to just drop it all and go head first right into being a founder? It's scary. It was scary. I will say yeah. that. I mean, and even still now, it's like, you have those days, like, whoo. But uh, I, it was scary. But I think the fear of the unknown is what drives me. Um, mm. I don't want to live a life of what ifs. I don't want to wake up one day to say, hey, I didn't know what was there. I played it safe. That's just not who Sim is, right? And I wanted my journey to be indicative of what drove me. Like, mm-hmm. really, to be able to walk in your truth, what does that mean? And for me, it meant betting on me. It, it meant having to believe in something bigger than what I've been taught my whole life. Whether it be from parents who came here with nothing and built a life for me, I'm grateful. You know, whether it's what we were taught in school or society. But I think the only thing I grappled with and it's just feeling the need to owe your parents something to be worth their sacrifices. I think a lot of kids of immigrant parents and I mean, even just all, a lot of brown and black families, you hear that notion of owing your parents something for their sacrifices. And I'm not saying we don't, but I think we owe them to be the best version of us to leave a legacy that matters and to not just not live a life that is accommodating everyone else but me. Mm. And I had to make that decision that, yeah, I, I do feel that I owe my parents a lot. You know, they, they put their dreams on hold to make sure that we can see ours through. There's a beauty right. in that. But I think I had to understand that I'm not trying to just survive. You know, with God's grace, with my parents' hard work, with being able to have a support system. My parents didn't come here with much of anything and they built a life up for us and I'm grateful for that. But let me be worth that. Let let me make a, a story worth telling because of yeah. that. You know, why live in a box just because that's what we've been taught. And I, I it that, that was what led me um, to really make that move because there was a mass shooting in Oak Creek in 2012 at um, the Sick Temple, Wisconsin. That was my church. Um, And my uncle was one of the people killed. And I went back to Atlanta, went back to that job. I was basically told I was the only person of color in that environment, right? Mm -hmm. And basically being told like, you know, if you people stayed in your lane, then these things wouldn't happen. We're talking about mass shootings, right? And I was just like, it is, it, it is a dishonor to everyone I lost. I lost my uncle and five other loved ones that I grew up are friends. You know, one of my friends' grandpas, one of my friends' moms, you know, like people that I've known since I was a kid and they're gone like that. And I really felt like I had to be worth something of their story. Like I couldn't let their death be in vain. And it took for that moment to be said, you people, and if you guys, and I'm like, look, 
<laughs> if I gotta go, you gotta go too. You know, like that's the thing about immigrants. We come here to look for a better life. I was born and raised here, me and my brothers, yeah. but my parents came here looking for a better life. And if that's what they came here for, then let me live it. Let me live it. And it, that was what pushed me to be like, let me leave this lucrative six-figure job. Let me tough it out. Let me figure it out. And then, you know, even after like that and understanding, it never ends, right? The work never ends is understanding that, hey, now I've worked in the agency space, right? And I see there's not enough of me here. Because after that, I, I went to work for the agency and that was a great experience learning the ins and outs, but you still don't see enough of you. And right. then, you know, and then it just like, okay, well, now we had to build something that other women in this space and just other fellow creatives can know that they can do. Like there's a lane for us to, there's a lane for everybody and there's something for us to all create. And I think it really took me just tackling the fear of the unknown, the guilt of not leveling up to my parents' expectations for me to really go out there and get it. And I think that's what stamped it for me, having to overcome that. There's a ton of different pieces of content uh, that Made puts out on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. What's, uh like, for the people that are listening today that regularly tune in to Made, like, what's, what's something that we should be on the lookout for? What's something that, um, like, content-wise, like, what... What's really exciting you when you wake up and you're ready to work on it? We have a lot of cool (laughs) content coming up. No, we're really excited. March is actually like our launching month um, for tapping our creatives, um, whether it's editorial pieces, whether it's short form, long form content, really tapping into being able to help um, our viewers and followers connect Um, Mm -hmm. whether it's your favorite athlete, whether it's a fellow creative, um, just being able to be able to have you guys connect to them and really see their journey, um, and really being able to learn them. Like, I think the cool thing about what we're about to put out, um, when it comes to the different forms of content, um, you know, is just being able to be like, oh, wow. Like I didn't, I didn't know that. Like that's, that's so fire. Like you know, to know like they're really out here making moves, doing the work behind the scenes, like things that you don't get to see and just really humanizing who they are. Like Mm -hmm. I think made for the W is really rooted at the culture, right? Culture of sports, culture of sneaker culture, like really the organic connection to what made us fall in love with sports and sneakers whether it's from a young age was later on and i think our content is going to bring us back um to where it all began and to what moves us on a day-to-day whether it's the everyday woman whether it's um the professional athlete whether it's the women um producers and directors and content creators and videographers like there's so much of the journey to be captured. And I think this this season for May for the W, we're tapping into capturing so much of the magical women making this happen and for you to be able to connect and see their journey along the way. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Just just tap in, you're not gonna be disappointed. I'm super, super excited. So tapping in, how can people like 
tune in to made tune into your journey and really 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 just stay up to date with everything you've got going on absolutely um well me you can definitely um tap into my journey and follow me um on instagram at at um sim city s-i-m-s-i-t-y um as far as made definitely tap into us and follow us on instagram at made for the w um and definitely check out our site that izzy mentioned at um, made for the w.com we have a lot of uh cool content we put out constantly um so and just to keep everyone looped in um on the sports and sneaker side so definitely tap in it's it's gonna be a fun ride I'm excited. I got one more question for you. Mm -hmm. What makes you strange on purpose? (laughs) What a brilliant question. Um, What makes me strange on purpose? That I don't run from fire. (laughs) I walk towards Mm. it. Um, I think my path up to this point has been anything but conventional. And honestly, if I had a choice in the matter, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I found infinite purpose in my pain, which has allowed me to be able to have the vision and heart that I do today. Um, I would like to think my life is a remnant of writing my own ending, despite all the chapters before that would have potentially deterred me from that direction. Um, What did J. Cole say? There's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in Mm -hmm. the success. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) So that's what makes me strange on purpose. Thank you for listening to the Strange on Purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like, review, follow the podcast on Instagram, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you check us out. It helps the podcast grow immensely. So I appreciate you. I could not do this without you. 